Hello everyone, welcome back to Can't Stop, Won't Stop, where we can't stop and we won't stop fighting for justice. I'm your host, Lindsay Ann. Today, I will give you a plethora of examples of the alleged corruption happening in Clearfield and Center Counties, Pennsylvania, and remind you that this has been happening for decades. Are you ready? Hey guys, D here. Before we start, I'd like to thank all of our Can't Stop, Won't Stop patrons. Your monthly donations helps families just like ours fight for justice. The amount of money that we had to spend on a PI FOIA request, travel expenses, signs, bracelets, posters, and so much more was detrimental on our family. Which is why Lindsay created her Patreon tiers ranging from $8 a month up to $100 a month. Without each of you, there is no way she could continue to help in the fight for justice. Thanks, babe. And so you guys, if you're wondering how you can help on a monthly basis, please check out my Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash can't stop, won't stop, where you can learn about those four different tiers that are available. We appreciate you. Yes, we do. Before I start, you guys, please be aware that this week's episode discusses some very disturbing information, and listener discretion is advised. So last week, Dwayne and I visited Clearfield County, Pennsylvania again, and we spent some time in both Phillipsburg and Osceola Mills. We met with many brave people who shared their truths with us. We met with business owners that shared what they know. We met with dozens and dozens of community members that chatted with us, bar hopped with us, and hung out at the carnival with us. Not to mention the incredible bands that we listened to outside of Bucky's. Thank you so much for your hospitality, Osceola Mills and Phillipsburg. This episode will cover just some of what we found out about the alleged corruption within Clearfield and Center Counties. You guys, I cannot put in one episode everything we learned. So you'll just have to stay tuned in the upcoming weeks. I want to remind you that the stories that I bring up, I either have proof of in documentation form or I have a witness that has come forward. You will notice that I say alleged in many of these stories. That is because people haven't been convicted for some of these alleged crimes. So unless and until there is a conviction, I have to say alleged. It doesn't mean that I don't believe that it happened. I have been warned many times in the past couple of weeks that there is a lawsuit and charges waiting to be presented to me. And I have been told hundreds of times that I should stop talking and that it's likely something bad will happen to me and that I'm putting my family in danger. 
Now, I want all of you to know that I am absolutely taking this very serious. And I am taking extreme precautions to keep myself and my family safe. Thank you for all of your concerns. I truly appreciate this support more than you know. But if I stop talking, then the alleged corruption will continue its cycle. I will not stop until all of these alleged pedophiles and or alleged corrupt people are held accountable. And the ones that know about what has happened and may still be happening and are just turning your heads, well, you're just as bad in my opinion. Keeping quiet is enabling more children and women and maybe some men, to be in harm's way. I was told by someone recently that a pedophile never changes. This person said to me, quote, Lindsay, a drug dealer can eventually stop dealing, but a pedophile will never stop looking at children, end quote. I agree with that statement. These guys are more scared of me putting the truth out there than anything else. They want me to shut my mouth so they can continue doing what they have allegedly gotten away with for years. They want me to adhere to their threats. Well, I'm not stopping. In fact, I'm getting more and more brave men and women speaking up about their experiences. And you know what? That reminds me. I purchased a P.O. box for Can't Stop, Won't Stop for anyone who would like to send me information via snail mail or for those that want to remain anonymous. Thank you to the community member that reached out to me and gave me that idea. I love it. My P.O. box is... Can't Stop, Won't Stop, P.O. Box number 2342, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48333-2342. And if you didn't have a pen or pencil or something to, to write that down with right now, this will also be posted on my Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok pages. All right. So you guys, let's get started. This episode is a reminder to all of you how long this alleged corruption has truly been going on. Most of the officers involved in the upcoming stories have since retired, but are still prominent members of Clearfield and Center County, Pennsylvania. For example, retired state trooper and alleged shady cop, Bob Mann, is an athletic director for Phillipsburg Osceola School District. He is also a Little League coach. And you guys, the athletic director he replaced is also a retired state trooper and he was Bob Mann's station commander. Retired state trooper and alleged shady cop Jeff Johnson is very involved in the basketball program, running the scoreboard for the games. 
retired state trooper, an alleged shady cop, Sean Inlow, coaches for and is a board member for the United FC Soccer Organization in Phillipsburg. Retired state trooper and alleged shady cop, Steve Peterson, is a Little League coach. Needless to say, it's the retired state troopers that seem to run things in the area. And as a reminder, you guys, I have court subpoenaed documents stating that Sean Inlow provided alcohol to and raped a 15-year-old girl when he was 26 years old. Remember the same documents that his buddy now retired magistrate, got rid of for him, and I'm guessing Inlow thought would never be found again. Welp, they've done been found, and I will make sure that they never disappear again. You're welcome, Sean. Let's also not forget that some of these guys are now private investigators. Jeff Johnson has a company called JPI Investigations. I was informed that the acronym JPI stands for Johnson, Peterson, and Inlow. I wonder if that's true. Hmm. Jeff's website says, quote, In 2016, Jeff Johnson formed JPI Investigations, operating as a licensed private detective. Since then, he's investigated criminal matters involving rape, sexual assault, drug violations, aggravated assault, and domestic violence, as well as civil cases involving wrongful termination, sexual harassment, child custody, and fraud, end quote. Uh, this is my opinion, but I think he needs a PI on his ass for matters involving rape, sexual assault, drug violations, and sexual harassment. Just saying. You guys, I have documents and statements from witnesses saying that Jeff Johnson was absolutely part of the sex ring run by now retired state troopers. I have men and women who were at the time 12 to 14 years old telling me about their alleged horrific experiences being lured in, raped, drugged, prostituted, and tortured by Jeff Johnson and Sean Inlow. I'm sure there are more cops involved, but I don't have enough evidence to put their names out quite yet. How can these creeps be around youth to this day? How can they coach little league teams, soccer teams, basketball teams, football teams? Why are they running that town? Wait, let's not forget about Clearfield School District retired principal and football coach, Timothy Janoko and his alleged ties to Jerry Sandusky. Yeah, I said it. I wonder if all of this is connected. I wonder if we're on to something. 
More on that to come. So what did I hear when Dee and I were in Phillipsburg last week? A lot. I am going to keep victims' names anonymous, and most of these stories are from the late 90s through the mid-2000s. We heard that a girl got pulled over by a state trooper and was told that he would let her go if she gave him a blowjob. We heard that Sean Inlow would pull girls over and offer them lottery tickets. We heard that Sean Inlow stopped a 13-year-old walking home after a movie and accused her of dealing drugs. This girl had never taken, dealt, or done drugs ever and hadn't even had a sip of alcohol ever. She was 13. Inlow was insistent and made this innocent girl empty her pockets and search her. I believe he knew damn well she had nothing on her. And it makes me wonder if this was a tactic used to try to get young girls. I wonder if he was trying to plant drugs on her. I don't know, but it's a possibility. A few words that have been used by community members to describe retired state trooper Sean Inlow are creepy, weird, pig, power-hungry dick, unsettling, just to name a few. I heard that state troopers would proposition young girls to come to parties to have sex with them and that they would give underage girls alcohol to try to get the girls to show up to these parties. I heard that Inlow and Johnson taught young boys how to persuade these girls and boys they were wanting to do things to. These now-retired state troopers taught the kids to kidnap a girl's dog when she didn't want to do what she was told to by these pigs. I heard that one of the places that the girls would be picked up at was the Osceola Pool. I was told that the state troopers taught kids how to mix narcotics and compress them to make pills. And I questioned why the five to six boys helping the troopers went along with it. The answer I got was that they were very young at the time and getting free drugs and getting laid was enticing. Now, I want to make it clear that I am in no way blaming these young children for anything that they have done. I am blaming the adults, not the boys who were helping them, not the boys and girls who were being lured in by them, who are being prostituted out by them. None of them are at fault, in my opinion. It's the adults that were running this whole circle that I blame, most of which were state troopers at the time. I also heard when we were in Phillipsburg that there's a room in the back of Mary's Bar that state troopers and other prominent community members would take girls and do stuff with them. I heard St. Charles Cafe had similar interactions happening as well. 
I was informed that there was a document at the Phillipsburg Barracks with tally marks used as a competition amongst some of the state troopers, showing how many women they could pull over and then let go in return of sexual favors. I wonder if FBI agent Collins blew all of this off because he's friends with Jeff Johnson. You guys, years ago, much of this was brought to the attention of the FBI. And I was told that as soon as Agent Collins saw Jeff Johnson's name, he blew it off and nothing was done. I heard from a mother and a father whose daughter was only 11 years old when State Trooper Coral demanded her number and accused her of trespassing and rolling her eyes at him. Trooper Coral said that, quote, she needed a good scaring, end quote. Well, guess who ended up getting the good scaring? Trooper Coral when her father went into the station and told him he better lose his daughter's number. She was only 11, and she was not trespassing. Like I've said before, you guys, this is not only the police that appear to be corrupt. We have heard that the local paper, the journal, is controlled by the PRC, Phillipsburg Revitalization Corporation, and guess who is a board member of the PRC? Rebecca Inlow. Hmm. We heard about the girl that one of the state troopers was, quote, screwing at sheets while he was on duty, end quote. We heard that a local gym was a hot spot for drug dealings. That's a place where the names Jeff Johnson, Bob Mann, and a few others were brought up. We heard about the vape shop that was robbed and video surveillance from outside was provided, and it's alleged that the criminal was a confidential informant, and Trooper Hoover did nothing about it. The thieves got away with it and were seen selling the shop's items on Facebook. We heard then that this same shop was robbed a second time by two 13-year-olds and a 12-year-old. Again, video surveillance was provided, but this time, Trooper Dugan showed up at the kids' house and the kids had to go to court, but all they got was one year probation and a small fine. You guys, think about that. You must be 18 years old to enter the shop in Pennsylvania. They were 12 and 13 years old. They broke into the shop, breaking and entering. They stole items, possession of tobacco products. And all they got was a slap on the wrist. We heard that Grattan's Pharmacy allegedly had people who were exchanging sexual favors for pills. We learned who was supplying illegal drugs to Judge Ammerman's door. We learned where retired state trooper Sean Inlow was purchasing his illegal drugs. We heard about a body that was dumped in the woods by the plaza, and he had OD'd and was in his underwear. 
Allegedly, nothing was done about it. We heard all about Joel Conway staying at the Harbor Inn quite frequently and that it seemed odd that he was always in the same room. We heard that the Harbor Inn is, quote, filled with meth, end quote. We learned about a dump where you can ride dirt bikes and people would dump mattresses and garbage and then put a big dirt pile up there. Well, we learned that a dead body was found under one of the mattresses, and it was allegedly a local guy known for drugs. But you guys, nothing was said about it. We heard the entire story about what allegedly happened to Ray Grecar from an ex-inmate that was incarcerated with one of the people involved in the cover-up. More to come on that one. One of the wildest things that we heard was that there's a police car buried with a dead cop inside it in either Clearfield or Center County. We heard all about Mike Rebo crashing his rented red Jeep in the Coldstream Dam on March 12th, 2021. You guys, we saw pictures of Mike sitting in the Jeep inside the dam trying to drive it around. This dude was so messed up. He had his hotel key sticking out of the rear passenger door. We saw video of the Jeep being pulled out of the dam with railing wound around the axle of the car. There was hundreds of things thousands of dollars worth of damage. And from what I'm told by one of Mike Rebo's family members, a friend flew in and paid his $6,000 bond, and he spent one night in the slammer. I do know for sure he was able to fly to Vegas just three months later to bring Coolio, yes, the Coolio, back to Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania for a concert. That doesn't sound like punishment to me. We also heard about guys gang-banging girls behind a cigar shop. We heard about Louis Dutry resigning from the Clearfield High School in May for allegedly having inappropriate relationships with his students and sending nude photos to his underage students. We also heard about Phillipsburg Osceola Middle School phys ed teacher Michael Mann resigning in January due to allegedly indecent exposure in the boys' locker room. Now, I've had a few people come forward protecting those two teachers. And my question to them is, if it wasn't true, you guys, then why did Lou and Mike both resign? Hmm. We heard from someone that when Sean Inlow was a trooper, He would allegedly beat guys until they confessed to something they didn't do just because he didn't like them. Well, now that I'm back talking about Sean Inlow, I want to read to you a message I recently received regarding then-Pennsylvania State Trooper Sean Inlow. This person says, quote, He used to sell me dope, well, heroin, And he used to follow me down to a trailer. 
There was four different times I kept watch, and in return he gave me stamp bags. As he proceeded to have sex with someone for dope, and I know three people that got busted for selling drugs, and mysteriously, it all went away because Inlow was the arresting officer. I was raped by an older man when I was younger, and because he was good friends with Inlow, the motherfucker could and still brags about it with no repercussions. End quote. You guys, this stuff is not okay. This is exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing. This person, just like many, many of the people that share their stories with me, got away. They no longer live in Phillipsburg or Osceola Mills. You guys, this alleged corruption runs so, so deep. And I'm sure many of you guys are wondering why so many victims are reaching out to me instead of going to law enforcement. I'm going to read an article to you that might help you understand their reasoning. It's titled, Holds Wife at Gunpoint. And this is in Lawrence Township, Pennsylvania. It says, quote, A Clearfield County man is facing multiple charges, including aggravated assault, after Lawrence Township police said he held his wife at gunpoint. Jordan was a trooper at the Woodland Barracks until until September 2015 when his duty assignment changed. According to the affidavit, the woman said she and her husband had dinner and a few drinks with friends. They later went to a friend's house in the borough for more drinks. When they arrived home, the woman said her husband told her to remove her pants and underwear so they could have sex outside the home. Police said a call from Jordan's wife came from inside a closet in a house on John's Drive. They said she told them her husband assaulted her, put a gun to her head, and said he would kill her and then himself. According to the affidavit, Jordan slammed her head into the wall and kicked her numerous times. He was most recently assigned to the executive and administrative offices of state police in Harrisburg. And then, you guys, just six months later, after the trial, this article was written. It's titled, Trooper Receives Sentence of Time Served, Probation for Assault on Woman. And it states, in part, quote, Former Pennsylvania State Trooper Terry Jordan of Clearfield was sentenced to time served on his conviction of simple assault yesterday by President Judge Frederick J. Ammerman. At the trial in October, Jordan was found not guilty of the more serious charge of aggravated assault but was found guilty of second-degree misdemeanor simple assault. Jordan was fined $200 and ordered to undergo anger management counseling and to abstain from drugs or alcohol. That is exactly why women don't speak up. This woman came forward after getting beat by her husband 
a state, a Pennsylvania state trooper. He held her at gunpoint. He beats her. He kicks her. And he gets away with a misdemeanor, simple assault? You guys, this sounds a lot like Mark Miscavige abusing his wife months before he turned around and killed her and then himself. He was a state trooper at the time abusing his wife. And he got away with it. And then he ended up killing her. Why would a person essentially go straight to their abuser for help? These are two state troopers that got away with horrific abuse. You guys, this was a lot of information. And next week... I'm going to remind you or inform you of more alleged corruption that we have discovered. And if your last name rhymes with Manwe, it won't be very favorable for you. We can't stop and we won't stop fighting for all of Clearfield and Center County's justice. We will make sure these alleged abusers cannot do this to another innocent person. Huge shout out to every single person that has reached out to me with documents, witness statements, and proof of what I'm exposing. Because of you, Phillipsburg and Osceola Mills will be a safer place. I appreciate all of you. And if you guys haven't noticed yet, I am loving TikTok. Please follow me at MyLindsayAnn for almost, almost daily updates on the corruption. Please join the Closure and Justice for Terry Clark Sr. Facebook group for more information as well as Can't Stop, Won't Stop. You guys, this bullshit happens way more often than we think, and so many families think that they are alone in their fight against law enforcement. Well, I'm here to let you know that you are not alone. You are not the only family treated poorly by law enforcement. When you're seeking justice, I am here to help give you the confidence to speak up. Use your voice. We pay their salaries, you guys. Prove what is truly happening in your loved one's case. You can join our live this Sunday and almost every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook at Can't Stop, Won't Stop. You can also follow me at MyLindsayAnn on Instagram and on TikTok. I'd like to note that I don't have any training in law enforcement and I don't have any training as a lawyer, but I am just a girl that gives a shit. And I'm a girl that is driven to find justice. I'm a girl that truly cares. And I have a hell of a lot more empathy for victims' families 
than many people with badges do. It's disgusting what so many families have to go through. What if this happened to you? Would you stop fighting? Would you back down? Hell no. We can't stop and we won't stop fighting until we get answers. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please, please give me a five-star review on Apple Podcast. This is free, you guys, and it will help get awareness to the public about the many injustices happening to so many grieving families. Thank you. Thank you for your support. And for those of you that don't like that I'm helping families seek justice, then just stay away because you know what? Mean people suck. And last, my summer merch is available. You can find it and check it out at can'tstopwon'tstop.store. Again, that's can'tstopwon'tstop.store. Check it out. D and I are both rocking the pink Can't Stop Won't Stop shirts this summer and we're loving it. All right, you guys. Uh, can't wait for next week. You know, I don't know why so much pain and loss has to happen. I don't have all the answers. Where'd you go? Only he does. I miss you so. And Seems like it's been sometimes the best thing to do is, is just trust it. It was back in 04 when Grandpa died and my shirt was soaking wet with tears from my eyes. You tried to calm me down, tried to plead your case, but I just bit that face right back in your face. And you said, while well, you may not understand now, somehow, someday, some way, you'll find out why it had to be, yeah, according to his plan. He won't put you through anything that he thinks you can't make it through. With his everlasting love, you may need to scream at the top of your lungs. Cause while you think he died at too young an age, it really was his time. There's no reason for rage. He's in a better place now, away from the pain and the stress and the hate and the hurt and the strain. The best way to honor him and his legacy is to live how he did and not question me. No.